0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S Y L V A N 29.com. What's up, Phil's I'm your host for another that that's your leading
1: the charge a special Thanksgiving edition of this leading the charge and uh, an unusual show today. I will be talking about how thankful I am for being part of the Bills Mafia, for being part of Buffalo Ramblings, for being a Bills fan and also share with you my story uh, about how I became a Bills fan and my background as an athlete and and so you can kind of understand a little bit about where does all my takes the feel good and the uh the most of them a lot of them bad ones where they came from so where they come from right so today the episode is a a special one about this thanksgiving it's not a big big uh, tradition it's not a tradition here in brazil it's not even a holiday here in brazil but i wish it were man, because Thanksgiving seems really, really awesome. I've, I've never had an opportunity to share a, a Thanksgiving table, a Thanksgiving meal, or even uh, Thanksgiving uh, Thursday of football with friends uh, live, right in a stadium. I, I've never had this opportunity to go to the U.S. and to watch the Bills live and to share Thanksgiving like this. But I hope it can happen at some point. And that's what this little the charge will be about today. Please hit the like button, subscribe to Buffalo uh, Rumblings. And I really appreciate all of you that have been uh, alongside me on, during all my, my career, writing texts and, and podcasting, broadcasting uh, since my, my early days. Uh, at cover one and 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 now with buffer rumblings hit the like button subscribe remembering this episode is also available on spot uh, spotify apple Podcasts, and all the main podcast aggregators via buffer rumblings so without further ado let's move on i want to start talking a little bit about myself so you can know me a little bit better in in Feel free to share your stories, to share your backgrounds in the comment section on YouTube. It will be really nice to know you a little bit better. After all, the Leading the Chart, I, I always tell it, it's uh, it's a show made from a fan to the fans all over the world, right? The Leading the Chart has reached uh, people in America, in other parts of the world, in Latin America, in Brazil especially. We have the, the, the first... Uh, show really uh, dedicated to fans in Latin America, especially in Brazil, in Portuguese-speaking countries. Every Sunday in Portuguese, so it's been really a blast to be able to to produce to create content for All Bills Mafia everywhere. And so, uh, I'm Fernando Shimuzzi, and, and I'm a former athlete. I played football. The what people say are the real football all over the world. Sorry, American friends, but that's how uh the world thinks, right? So I was I'm a former soccer player, I played professionally for 16 years here in Brazil. Um, if I I take into the consideration into the count all my years uh since the academy, since when I really left my my home to start playing and preparing to be a professional athlete. Uh, It goes past 20 years. I left my house as a 13-year-old kid, uh, following a dream, starting to become a soccer, a professional soccer player here in Brazil. I believe here in Brazil, uh, today it continues to be, but back in the day it was even bigger how... How every kid desired and and wanted badly to be a soccer player, and with me it wasn't different. And I really dedicated myself a lot. I played as a goalkeeper, or or how do you say, in America as a goalie, right? And I left my house in the south of Brazil, in the city of Blumenau, Santa Catarina, to to go uh, to Northeast of the country to salvador bahia where i could play for Vitória. it's a first division team and back in the day nowadays they are not in first division but they usually are in first division they just won the second division and got the promotion back to first division here in brazil it's a traditional northeast team and back in the day they had the best academies in uh, in brazil the best soccer academies in brazil uh they that team uh Gave me my best experience uh, as a soccer player the best experience overall even considering my pro career when i could win the brazilian champ- championship with vitória the nike international premier cup i even have the medal here right uh the nike international premier cup it was the brazilian championship back in the day uh, under 15 and we also could qualify for the world championship in the in the south america tournament and we played the world championship in barcelona and i had the opportunity to play in the camp Nou, and a shout out to my friend uh anthony prohaska big time barcelona fan i had the opportunity to play in, uh, at the camp Nou in the camp Nou and and play against barcelona there and back in the day a little kid called iniesta killed us and we lost two 0 uh in the semi-finals but it was a great experience uh, where I could face Barcelona Atlético Madrid and other other big time clubs uh, in that World Championship it was really fun I became a professional as a 19 year old in Grêmio another Brazilian big club in the first division that's the club who, who Ronaldinho was uh was formed right as a player and and that's where i became a professional but after leaving gremio i played for minor teams for 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 um i played also for santa cruz another big team traditional team but that isn't uh in the first division anymore and played for lower division teams okay for for 16 years professionally so despite not playing football i've been uh, through a lot of the dynamics that pro athletes are nowadays, and living in locker rooms, living uh, uh, with travels, hotel, teammates, uh, daily routines, and so, I, I've I've been able to 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 amount a good a good good a good experience, a lot of experience uh, about. How things happens in sports, and and during this process, I became a Bills fan. And, and you're probably talking, what does it have to uh, to to uh, to be with the Bills? And 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 my passion for football started when I still was a young kid in the 90s, and and my dad got me for the Children's Day here uh, a Super NES. Right. And in back in the day, my dad uh, used to work for a a big company here in in Blumenau and and he was sent to America to check some machines and and a business trip to America for his company. And when he came back, he brought me a, a, a Super NES as a Children's Day gift. Right. But man, it's crazy to think about because. Uh, Back in the day, people here in Brazil or here in Blumenau had no idea about Super NES. They were like, no, there there isn't a Super NES. What are you talking about? The only video game is a NES or a Mega Drive. And I couldn't buy games for my Super NES. Luckily, I had Super Mario to play in the early days because I couldn't find any games for Super NES. And when finally the uh, games started to arrive here, Super NES games started to arrive here, the first game that arrived and was available to for rent, because we used to rent games, right, uh, was Madden. So I was totally, uh, totally, I couldn't stand, I couldn't stand playing Mario anymore, because it was all that I had played for a year, probably. Uh, and then Madden, I saw that Madden thing for a rent, right? And I was like, whenever, that's, whatever, that's the only thing I can play right now. So I started to rent that Madden video game, having no idea about how to play the game or what I was supposed to do. I used to play that game with my cousin and we had a lot of fun hitting each other, but that's the only thing that we could do, right? And we had no idea about what what was going on. And back in the days, the games in English, I was uh, um, probably... I was probably seven or eight years old. And my only contact with football back in the day was through the the Super Bowl. Because that was how I could see in the early 90s. This, the Super Bowl was the only televised game back in the day here. And luckily, the bills were every year on the Super Bowl back in the day. And I started to see that charging buffalo that I'm wearing here on my chest right now and fell in love with this logo, right? I fell in love with this logo, with the colors, the uniforms, and with a guy running around people and making them they look foolish, right? I, I love Thurman Thomas from the get-go. And I... I, I one, one of the things that I can remember is about Thurman making defenders look silly and touching the ball a lot and running around madly. And I was... I was, uh, I fell in love with that. So that's why I started to, to root for the Bills back in the day, looking at them in uh, watching them in the Super Bowls and falling, falling in love with the logo, falling in love with Thurman. And luckily I was too young and I didn't know the game enough, so I couldn't really feel uh, sorry for the wide right kick. I actually didn't even watch the game until the end to see what happened in the end I just it was really late in the night I remember and and I couldn't the only thing I remember is watching the result next next day and and seeing that the Bills didn't win but I wasn't too invested yet and I really didn't suffer back in the day with the with this right and then could see the next few years the Bills get into the Super Bowl again and I was Already a Bills fan and and kept rooting for them since ever since. And I wasn't really aware about where I would be uh, starting to put myself into because man, I root for a tough team to root for him in Brazil. Trust me, they just blew out a 14-point lead in the Brazilian Championship. They don't win since nineteen ninety five, and and it's called Botafogo, and this this team has a, a a logo with a star, okay? I this is Botafogo's logo, right? And and I have a friend of mine who started to watch football back in the day too, and he's crazy. He he always talks about. He's mad at me. He's crazy about how I, I didn't become a Cowboys fan. He's a Cowboys fan, and he's like, come on, why aren't you a Cowboys fan? Because of the start, to had everything to, to, in, in common with Botafogo, it was an easy choice for you. But, man, I was, since the first time I saw the charging Buffalo and Thurman Thomas, I, I couldn't really root for another team. And used to play with the Bills in Madden, and, and that was my first contact with this sport.
0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: So growing up, I continued to play Madden. I started to understand the game through Madden. And and always following the bills the way I could like when internet started to be a thing here in the early 2000s or or late 90s I remember logging in on the Buffalo Bills website and and watching the game's results the stats uh, and looking at the photos of the game my highlights were looking at the photo galleries it was crazy man because uh, I couldn't really watch the game and uh, the games and couldn't really follow it closely i i could see and know about the players and stats and things were through madden and thankfully back in the day they used to do a great job with stats and and everything related to the team and and via the statistics websites box scores photos i followed the bills the way i could um uh, and, and I remember th- those early 2000s, I had some... I don't really remember a lot about the late 90s. And again, thankfully, for, for not following closely enough and not being able to watch live the Music City Forward Pass. But the early 2000s were when I really played a lot of Madden and, and tried to follow it closer, follow those closer uh watch as the 2000 starts to go on there were more possibilities to watch games and to to start watching games so I remember uh after those Super Bowl years the teams that I remember mostly the early 2000s I remember Sean Bryson then Travis Henry uh I was a big big I still am a big Eric Molds fan for me the best wide receiver ever that were uh abuse uniform sorry Andre but I really believe Eric modes was the most talented gifted uh, wide receiver the bills had and 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 so unlucky to not have the consistency and the quarterback uh at the quarterback position to give him the ball uh consistently enough but the way he could produce with all the stability at the position and and big big time fun of emo and so I remember Travis Henry, I was a fan. fairly uh, Price, obviously, uh, big time wide receiver two for Emo and Drew Bledsoe. Before Bledsoe, Van Pelt and, and, and those hard years with quarterback position. And then they, all the, the, the hope with J.P. Losman. man, I was really excited back in the day when the Bills drafted JP Losman, we had, uh, and then Lee Evans, we had Lee Evans, man, I really love Lee Evans too, so I, I, one of the biggest mysteries for me is how those 2000, I don't really remember 2004, circa 2004 or 2006, Bills couldn't make the playoffs with, great talent on both sides of the ball and especially that defenseman take you spikes i'm a big time fan in london flasher what a a linebacker duo we had big sam adams uh lawyer miloy joining in and that win in the opening week against the Patriots. one of the, the biggest memories i have from my my teenager years uh so that team was really talented and it's a shame that they didn't make didn't make the playoffs because uh, I love that team. I love that D and and a lot of players that were there and, and I really I really wish they they've done more than just uh, winning some games during regular season. And after that, that era with Kyle Williams. When Kyle Williams joined, I was my first contact. I, I need to talk a little bit about Kyle because that's my favorite Bills ever, and I even wrote back in the day for Cover One a, a, an open letter to to Kyle when he re, he retired, and I hope he he could that that card uh, that letter could some some way uh, he could have read that that letter some way because. That's my, my th- this guy was really important for me, even for me as an athlete, as a professional, because I started to follow closely the bills in that era. And I was also playing and, and starting my professional career back in the day. And, and when Kyle started to be relevant and a team captain, I also started to, to be a more important player in the teams that I, I used to play instead of uh, just an, a young a young guy trying to to fight for space on the squad so i could learn for kai from kyle a lot of leadership qualities a lot of good examples he was a role model in a total different sport and uh it was awesome to be able to learn so much from a guy like kyle a guy that, had, that wasn't supposed to be so good and how he put up uh, putting the work and how he never cared about uh being seen you know he cared about the most important things working hard being there for your teammates leading by example uh being a good teammate being a good a good uh husband a good dad a good a good man so i could learn a lot about kyle he was important that since as i i i played my career alongside his as a Bill. So there are a lot of reasons why he's my favorite Bills ever. And that era was when I really could start watching more games and following more closely. And then circa 2008, 2009, I finally arrived at Buffalo Rumblings for the first time and, and could start posting on the comment sections, on the forums, and and built a great relationship with a lot of people there scarecrow was here in the leading the chart a few weeks ago and it was a blast man because i finally could i finally could meet him pers- personally via video conference obviously but finally could put a face on a long time friend a big time friend from long time in all those forums and all those guys met rich warren brian Kelly for uh man Pause. Abayard a legend from Buffalo Rumblings Forums, Abayard And man, a lot I I'm probably not mentioned, I'm obviously not mentioned, Hornell Fred, I'm not mentioned people, a lot of people that I've been I've had the pleasure to to meet and and talk a lot. John Paulo, another Brazilian guy that I met in a Buffalo Rumblings forum. It was crazy. And he also roots for Botafogo, and he's been on leading the charge several times in the Portuguese editions on every Sunday. So uh Sergeant Major Tor, man, I lost contact with Sergeant. I hope this guy is well. And Serge if you are watching this this in the charge, man, please text me, send an email or or text something at Fernando Shimudi via Twitter or, or in the comments here on YouTube. It, it will be a pleasure to 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 talk to you again, man. And so I've made so many good friends at Buffalo Rumble and and in this Thanksgiving edition of the Leading the Charge I want to take this time to to tell you how thankful I am for being part of Buffalo Rumble since 2008 2009 as a a a guy that used to post some stuff on the on the the forums and how thankful I am right now for being part of the team the official team that Creates content online on the YouTube channel and and on the social media. So uh, Chase Pence the King gave me this opportunity. I'm I totally thankful for him for for bringing me on. Anthony Marino was the guy who who always wanted me here producing uh, in creating content and and here I am producing content in Portuguese and in English. So I I really wanted to apologize for my My English is obviously uh, not native level, but I do my best to to send my message here and I hope you enjoy it. So I'm very thankful for that and for Buffalo Rumblings overall, not only the people from inside the Buffalo Rumblings, but but thankful for you, the regular Rumbler that just like me in 2008, 2009, Posts on the the, the the forums or in the comment sections or or interacts with us here via chat, right during our lives during our broadcast. So I I I'm really thankful for you, and it was awesome. It was awesome to become a Rumbler and to start talking there. I I could improve my English there. I could start learning English. How many times Grammar Police attacked me in those forums and corrected me, right? And I could learn a lot from you. I'm thankful for that, right? And so there I could follow the team closely. And another curiosity, man, I used it to hate Fred Jackson. And I know, I know it's blasphemy, right? And I love the guy. I, I learned to love the guy, but I used to hate him because in the start of his career, as I told you, I still couldn't watch a lot of games and I could play Madden a lot. And (laughs) as a teenager, when I I started to see that, why Marshall Lynch isn't playing as he should? Why he isn't getting so many touches? Why is he sharing the backfield with this Fred Jackson guy? Why is Marshall Lynch, the first round pick, sharing the backfield with this I don't know, this 60-something, this 70s Seven uh low 70s overall player in Madden, you know. So that's what that was the first way I learned about Fred Jackson. And and I couldn't understand that. And I couldn't watch a lot of the games back in the day. So I was really mad about just like in the beginning, I was mad about Kyle having more opportunities than McCargo, a first-round pick, right? I started to be mad at Fred Jackson because he, that's that was the guy stealing touches from Marshall Lynch, and I was Really, really big fan of Marshall Lynch and wanted him to succeed as a first-round pick, right? Uh, but when I started to watch the games and, and interact with Bills Mafia via Buffalo rumblings and, and everything and follow it closely, I could understand why Fred was stealing touches from Marshall Lynch and started to fall in love with Fred Jackson and and he's one of my my favorite Bills ever, too, nowadays. So... It was fun to grow, uh grow into a Fred Jackson fan, but it also helped me to start to learn the game better, to start to understand a lot of things better and to become a more educated fan. And and also related to Buffalo Rumblings comment sections and, and and forums. Uh man, the Mario Williams watch. That was a An awesome day that was an awesome day one of the best days ever a couple of days ever to be a bills fan on the internet twitter wasn't really a thing we used to hang out a lot at at rumblings forums and and man the mario williams watch it was crazy refreshing the forums like every single minute literally man refreshing and waiting for more news and and, and following every step of Buddy Nix and, and Chen Gailey and the guys trying to recruit Mario and then uh, bringing his fiance to the town and not allowing Mario to leave. It was crazy. It was a crazy time to be a Bills fan, but it was so fun and we could have a lot of fun uh, following it. And thankfully, the Bills could sign Mario and it was really a great moment. I, I believe one of the top-notch moments during the drought, how we could uh as a as a community as a fan base all over the world uh share that moment and, and and enjoy that win for the bills of being able to sign a premier uh free agent to the bills organization and and that's the, the only bills, bills jersey i own nowadays right because let's be honest the jerseys are really expensive and, and for brazilian people it's even more expensive with how uh, or, or money has no value. So, uh as a birthday gift, my mom and my sister, uh, they they teamed up to to buy uh, a jersey for me, and and that was a Mario jersey. So that's the the only Bills jersey I still own, or I own it all my life, and and and. But it, it was awesome to get it as a gift from my my mom and my sister as a birthday gift, and and that's that was a great time and then man that those 2000 early 2010s uh 2010 2011 teams those teams I could watch a lot right um uh, I could follow them closer closely and that win against the Patriots early in the season or where fit magic happened man those times were nice and those teams were easy to root for and unfortunately they also couldn't break the drought and we were really close in 2014 and that's another team that i have uh i'm i'm really fond of and and i really i really appreciate that team a lot unfortunately um at 97 they couldn't make the playoffs don't don't Maron, Maron wasn't very likeable also but that's one of the one, maybe one of my hottest takes as a bill, a bill's uh, content creator right now, and and that's one one take that I wanna share. Please use mafia hit that like button, subscribe to Buffer Ramblings comment here in comment sections what's your background as a bills fan where are you from how did you become a bills fan i'm curious about your story and i will appreciate every comment here and we interact with you it will be a pleasure to do so and in this thanksgiving edition i hope you had a happy thanksgiving yesterday and in this thanksgiving special leading the charge edition i'm sharing my background as a Bills fan as, as a soccer player, and how I I finally ended here talking Bills with you all over the world from Brazil. And so continuing from my hottest, one of my hottest takes as a Bills content creator, maybe, is that Doug Whaley wasn't as bad as people wanna make him look right now, in my opinion. And and proof of that is that 2014 team great team a lot of great pieces uh a defense that we haven't been even with mcdermott now being a great defensive guy and and building nice defenses we never had we've never had recently a defense like that 2014 bills and the only comparable one for me is the 2004 2005 uh takui spikes and london fletcher led defense Uh, but that 2014 defense man with the cold front love those guys love those guys and and people say marcel darius was a bad contract man just in hindsight because you can't say that about that guy that guy was a stud in his rookie deal he was dominant he was an all pro defensive tackle i wish we had prime marcel darius today playing alongside that honor It, it, it would be nasty right because Marcel Darius was a stud, and we had Kyle Williams alongside him. We had Mario in, in, in prime, young Jerry Hughes at the edges. That defense was nasty. The front four was great. We had Nigel Bradham, who people don't talk enough about one, a great Bills linebacker. He was playing lights out uh, back in the day right we had stefan gilmer ronald darby ronald darby is still out there making plays and he was a great rookie cornerback for us um man we had so many great pieces in that defense and on the offense another hot, uh, hot take i have people hate sammy watkins for different reasons i think it's overreaction i think he was a young guy he was probably a, li- a little even a lot very spoiled right as a former superstar at college right so when he needed to deal with adversity and with bills mafia uh, arguing about about him and a lot of people probably went over the line when when they they started to say bad things about his family or to to attack him uh personally on the streets when he was uh sightseeing with his little girl so it's tough to deal with this these situations but just like I told you I'm as, uh, as a former athlete as a former professional athlete I I can understand also his side right and 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 obviously there are some people who say that he didn't work hard enough but I will tell one thing if he didn't work hard enough it just attests how much of a talent Sammy Watkins was because the guy was a stud coming out. He was, a, a, as a prospect, he was the surefire number one wide receiver of that class. Just one year before, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was drafted out of Clemson and DeAndre Hopkins was a, a semi-Watkins teammate and he was drafted in the first round, late in the first round. He started playing really well for the Texans and Everybody was like, okay, but the other guy from Clemson that's still at college, that's the real deal, not Hopkins, right? Hopkins is very good, and he's playing great in the NFL, but that other kid that's still playing for Clemson, that guy is the the best wide receiver they have recently. And when, when they decided to trade up for Sammy Watkins, now today we say, oh, it made no sense because... Um, we still see Evans out there playing Mike Evans and we saw the success Odell Beckham Jr. had. Even Calvin Benjamin had his moments as a Panthers, played well early, and Calvin Benjamin was a former AJ Manuel teammate at Florida State. So it kind of made sense for the Bills to go uh, with Benjamin, maybe with because the the idea was to give AJ Manuel uh a top-notch target just like being did to to josh when he brought in digs so he traded up for sammy watkins i could understand obviously people from buffalo who followed followed Khalil mack closely really wanted him badly and i can understand that probably if i were living in buffalo and following the bulls closely i'd be on the same boat but here from brazil following uh college watching the just the the big time games and and looking from outside in man sam watkins was a no-brainer and when the bills got him i was totally excited i was really really excited really happy and man i just wish he didn't have those injuries and those health problems because when healthy he was every bit that what he was supposed to be he was i stood he was great he was one of the best young receivers in the game and unfortunately he hardly ever could stay healthy right and some people say it's because of his working habits I can't really say that never um, could follow it close enough or, or, or obviously I don't have I'm not inside the building to know about his his personality all we have is some people saying some stuff but we never know. Um, in health, man, it's so unlucky because when you start get, having uh, health problems as a, an athlete and muscular problems, injuries, those are the worst. Sometimes it's worse than having a major blow uh, as, a, as an athlete. In my career, I thankfully never had a surgery, a, a, a tough, tough injury that uh, needed surgery. But in my last few years, a goalkeeper, I retired as a 36-year-old and in my last 2 or 3 years i had to to stay in the building way more than the usual like not just to practice but i had to arrive 2 hours early to to do a lot of exercises to prevent injuries extra exercises to prevent injury or to treat some injuries that were nagging and stay in the building after practices to ice my knees to ice my my calves especially my hamstrings my my groin muscles so it's it was like every every single practice i had to do that it was really uh tough to do all that treatment to be able to practice right because the problem isn't to be able to place uh but to be able to practice every day to prepare to be prepared for the games and that was the reason i i decided to retire as as a 36 year old when when i couldn't really uh play comfortably i was always in pain and and also missing time with my family after all as i told you i left my my home as a 13 year old and spent a lot of time away from family so uh, i felt it was time but but for Sammy as a Bill, I really wish he didn't have those all those injuries. And I I I he still is one of my favorite Bills wide receivers ever because the natural talent and man, I was a big Steve Johnson fan, and and that's another reason I why I'm thankful for Buffalo Wamblings. Because via Buffalo rumblings I had the opportunity to bring Stevie Johnson here to the leading in the charge and to talk to uh a long time idol, a long time role model, a guy who I admired and could watch a lot and, and root for a lot. And I was even uh, a bit starstruck here in the leading the chart talking to Stevie, but it was a great talk. And I could uh, talk to him after the show and stay in touch with him. And he has some great ideas. That guy is a, a true, a true. Has a, g- a great look for business. He wants to help the community to build mafia to to take it everywhere. He's a, a great guy and and I'm so thankful for being able to have a relationship now with even from afar with a guy who's uh, I admire for a long time and and it happened through Buffalo Rumble. So and after watching Stevie for so long, man, to draft Sammy. And to have that kind of talent, it was also awesome. Uh, it wasn't an easy guy to replace for me. With the way Stevie used to play for the Bills and how important he was. And Sammy had the talent for that. Unfortunately, the injuries took out our opportunity to see the best of Sammy. And it was unfortunate. But to close this this line of thought here, uh, I don't see Waley as a bad uh GM like some people want to believe and people say oh that roster was in bad trouble with the contracts but that 2014 team man it was really close it was really close and I always say if AJ Manuel were Josh Allen right if it were Josh Allen in AJ Manuel's place that team could be a Super Bowl contender because that defense was for real. We had talent on the offensive side of the ball. Unfortunately, EJ didn't pan out, but when we drafted EJ Mano, the things that way and looked at EJ were pretty similar to what being looked at uh, Josh like from the the good guy standpoint, a guy that you can trust, a guy who's a nice leader a guy who's a good man he was a, a great guy right and worked hard did his best uh even dealing with the benching and and all the situations that weren't totally fair to him but that guy was a a a, a nice guy and and uh uh an athlete that worked hard and could have been different his his history unfortunately it it wasn't enough for aj but it was paired with the talent it will it, it's enough for for josh allen thankfully and if it were josh in in aj's place or in orton's place in 2014 because it was orton the starter uh from week four one, man that team could have gone all the way i i have this stake in my mind and nobody can take it out for me so um I don't see the way the project as a bad one. And and if we had some bad contracts, right? When, after Whaley was gone and McDermott took over and Bean took over. How about our situation right now? Because Bean built a, a roster to win it all. We have Josh. But if the, those bills can't go to the playoffs and and if at some point, and I don't believe McDermott will be fired uh, in this next off season even with the bills missing the playoffs I don't believe it will be, it will happen but if the when the bills decide if the bills decide to move on after next season from McDermott and maybe from beam two man the cap situation isn't that wonderful right uh we have some contracts that for example you can trade Stefan diggs right now and obviously there is a lot of rumblings about oh Diggs want to leave and i i really don't believe them because Diggs himself has been on record saying that it makes no sense and he knows the contract he signed he knows that contract isn't tradable right now so even if but if you try to move on from mcdermott from being and and let's uh suppose Diggs decides to leave or he want to leave you can't move on from that Diggs contract without taking a major hit and and with Josh Allen on the team this bill can't go in a full rebuilding mo- mode you, all you can do is retool the roster. So there are some contracts Von Miller other contracts that you are that, that are hard to get out for and with all this restructuring that has happened recently right uh, this roster isn't really easy to to turn around like McNamara did when he took over and and after Whaley left and been took over. So the situation is kind of similar to 2014, my opinion. But now we have a franchise quarterback and it makes all the difference in the world. So that's why I, I need to defend Whaley in this thankful... Uh, in this special Thanksgiving edition of the leading the charge. And that's one of my my hot takes as a Bills uh, content creator so and after this this drought right we finally had the McDermott era the bean era that I'm thankful for because I finally could watch the Bills playing winning football and understanding the game I finally could Put, put put it all together, right? Uh, the last time the Bills had made the playoffs, I had no clue about what was going on. or I, I was starting to understand the game, but I I couldn't really watch all the games and follow it closely. So, uh, ending the drought was awesome for me. And that scene of Kyle Williams hugging his boys, man, it gets me every time. And uh that that's that scene is awesome and that represents for me what bill's mafia is all about and what it means to be a bills fan be part of bill's mafia we are a family and and man that scene of kyle hugging his 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 children his sons it it it's it's awesome for me it shows like a long time bills fan represented in kyle hugging the new Bills fans that never seen the team in the playoffs and, and finally realizing that, okay, after all that hard fights and the hard work and uh, believing and trying hard year after year and not succeeding, you finally made it. So I was very, very happy for Kyle and and it kind of showed us, kind of represented us that moment. In my opinion so really thankful for that too and thankful for coach mcdermott brandon being the work they have done and how this team has came through unfortunately the 13 seconds games two years ago and it was a uh a, a difficult difficult uh situation to 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 deal with i scored it. uh every every bills fan still have and that raises some questions about okay, will Coach McDermott be able to lead us to a championship? It looks like we have it all, but some mistakes, some repeated mistakes, and man. Um I wish I didn't have those questions about McDermott, but with how this season has gone so far. And deciding to fire Ken Dorsey and I don't know, man. I Sometimes I question if McDermott lost the, the locker room. And then I see, after the swim, Josh Allen talking great stuff about McDermott. And for me, watching the last game, it's obvious that McDermott hasn't lost his, his defensive guys. His defensive guys play hard for him. They play hard for him. And the defense played the way I... I've, if you've been listening to me in the charge and if you've been following me closely, you know that I wasn't in favor of firing Dorsey and I was of the opinion that as soon as the defense could play a little bit better, the offense would be in a better situation. And it just happened that unfortunately the, the defense started to play better in one of the worst offensive games of the season for this offense and for josh allen and that was a game that dorsey was fired but right in the next game we saw some good uh wrinkles from joe brady but the offense continues to be ken dorsey's offense it continues to be the same playbook and obviously with coach brady trying to implement and change a little of this the this stuff that he believes he gotta change but even with Dorsey, we saw him changing from week to week. So it's not like the only time a change was made was after Dorsey was fired. Because I pointed it out here. After the Jaguars game, okay, I was of the opinion that, okay, Gabe dropped the third down conversion, Knox dropped another third down conversion, important ones that killed you can't, You don't have the weapons to... Enough weapons to trust, and in you gotta feed digs, and in the next game the Bills feed digs, feed digs, a uh, fed digs a lot, right, a lot in the next game, and then people started to say, no, the Bills need to, to play more under center, and more play action because that's where Josh is succeeding, the best stats, the best production, and and spread the ball around, and next game the Bills use it a lot of play action from under center and and Dorsey called uh Josh Allen through passes to nine different targets so the Bills tried to run a little bit more so every bit of the things that people were complaining and asking for Dorsey he was trying the next week he was it looked like he was paying attention to the to the social media but obviously he was looking at the same things we were nowadays we were very educated as a fans we have a lot of sources a lot of people doing great job analyzing tape we have scarecrow doing so here in for Buffalo Robles we have the cover one guys doing a great job led by Eric and so we can understand a lot of the things that are happening and 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 what's needed have educated opinions about opinions about what's needed it's not simply fire that guy like some people always want to make it but so dorsey was also adjusting right and 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 changing and it's normal to expect brady to try to adjust and, and change some stuff i don't even think McDermott really wanted to fire dorsey but it was after a game that something needed to be done unfortunately in that situation and, and dorsey was the next domino to fall so uh, we we never know about how much mcdermott is being held accountable by by terry pegula we we don't have this information we i think uh as fans we we look at the situation and intend to think like oh pegula isn't no uh, he doesn't care he he doesn't nobody holds coach mcdermott accountable and but it might be a big lie and maybe mcdermott is feeling like okay people are, are trying to look at me the the, the pegulas terry pegula especially they're they starting to to ask me some hard questions to answer and I need to give him something right so the change at the offensive coordinator the first times were good I don't think the offense the offense was really great uh, in the beginning, against the uh, in our last game against the Jets, the that Jets defense was a defense one to uh, a hard one to deal with. But the Bills could score three field goals, and then in the fourth trip to the red zone, a touchdown, uh, a lot of similar stuff, including the touchdown mesh concept that Dorsey used a lot. But in the second half josh hit a big play one that he's missed recently he had opportunities and didn't take advantage of those big plays he took advantage of that against the jets and even better he got some yards after after catch it's a big big uh difficulty for the bills offense and finally shakir gave him one of those throws that i've been on record uh, demanding for a long time, I see Patrick Mahomes throwing 10 yards lens I see Tua throwing 10 y- yards lens that becomes 80 yards touchdown. Josh Allen ne- never gets those, and finally Shakir gave him one of those, and it was great to see. So uh, I believe that with the signs that the, the new signs from signs of life from this offense, and with the way the defense he still believes in McDermott. I want to believe that McDonald yet again, he could, uh, he could control the fire inside the locker room because when a team that's supposed to win it all, like the bills uh, starts to lose so many games, like they they've been doing this season and they start to implode, man, it's time to see how great of a leader your head coach is and, and, and if he can really, if the players continue to believe in what he's telling them and what he's uh, proposing them game plan-wise and, and mentality-wise. Or if, he, if the coach lost the locker room and the guys are, ah, it's, it's bull crap, it doesn't matter, and I don't believe this guy anymore. Uh, we saw guys like uh, Quinton Spain tweet when Dorsey was fired, ah, it's the wrong guy to be fired. So obviously there were you, you had a big roster in football. It obviously there were players that left the, the Bills roster and and in a bad mood with McDermott and, and the guys from the coaching staff. But it happens you can't uh, you can't really make every single player in the locker room happy every time. But when I see a rebound game just like this against the Jets and how the players are interviewed and talk about the coach after the game, you kind of see that, okay, the defense guys still believe in him. Josh, it seems, still believe in him, still support him. It's hard because Josh always says the right things to the media and you don't know what does he think. A red flag for me was Diggs in his interview. Because when asked about if he agreed and what was his opinion about Dorsey's uh, being fired. He said, does it matter? Like, I won't say what I really uh, think about it. That's the message that I got from Diggs. And he was like, it doesn't matter. I even disagreeing, I will continue to work hard and to do my job. Right. So I get what Dig said. It was nice for for him, uh, from him to say those kind of things because it's true. Uh, if he says no, I didn't like it or I'm not on board with it. What good it would do for the team? It wouldn't do any good for the team. So he just said those things and kept working hard. And, and unfortunately, he had a not, didn't have a good game last game with some drops but I hope he can rebound big time against the Eagles because the Bills will need it, we will need him playing at his best level and I like his mindset and it's, it's easy to understand why Diggs isn't maybe 100% happy with McDermott since uh, that I'm concerned comment from the head coach when he had, they weren't really on the same page after talking it in the morning and then Diggs not practicing that day, so I can understand a little bit of uh, a little bit of trouble between McDermott and Diggs, and, but it doesn't seem like it's a big deal right now, and the Bills have a great opportunity to rebound, man. Uh, this game against the Eagles will be big time, important, not just because uh, the Bills got to win most, uh, most games possible right now, but also because it's a, a such a, a moral boost game the bills have right now an opportunity to beat a Super Bowl uh, a Super Bowl team right a team that went to the Super Bowl last season and that just won in the last week against their Super Bowl um opponent from last season and the bills can go to their home and and win the a game there and and make a statement like for everybody like look the bills are back the Bills uh figured out the defense. As I said, I expected them to figure out because they invested a lot there. And even, even with the injuries, McDermott is a defensive guru and he has a lot of pieces. Now with Joseph and Rasul Douglas, who's a great playmaker, and he can make this difference. McDermott can make this difference a top, not a top unit, a top three unit, like it was uh before the injuries, but a top 10, top 15 and creating a lot of turnovers it's possible and if the offense is on fire hitting on all cylinders it's enough it's more than enough from this defense so this year we don't have a big dog in in the fc we don't have it in the nfc too it's wide open and I really believe it's a good year for the bills to make the playoffs no matter how and and to start a new tournament there and that's the right time to start playing better, to rebound. And I believe it's possible. So winning against the Eagles right now in Philadelphia and then going to the uh with this morale boost and, and recovering your guys and, and making everybody see that the Bills are back. I think it's a huge game. And I really expect the Bills to do well in this game and to play a great game there. And... I'm hopeful, I'm confident the Bills can win this game. And and I really believe so. And so, we will see, man. That's what I think about this week's game. But mainly, that's why I'm so thankful for being here. Doing the lead in the chart for Buffalo Rumblings. For being a Rumbler. For being part of this great, great community at Buffalo Rumblings. But also from the... even bigger community that it that is bills mafia i could share a little bit of my background i could share a little bit uh, of my career and especially how i became a bills fan and and how thankful i am for being so a bills fan and and doing this job for you please hit that like button subscribe share Comment in the comment section on YouTube. Please, I want to know your story. I want to know how did you become a Bills fan? Where are you from? And I really appreciate you taking your time, staying with me in this special edition of the Leading the Charge Thanksgiving edition. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving yesterday. Uh, I'll be back next Sunday with a post-game show totally in Portuguese. The Leading the Charge for Bills Mafia in Brazil, in Latin America, in Portuguese-speaking countries and hopefully talking about another Bills win this time against the Eagles. Thank you so much, Bills Mafia. See you around. Go Bills!